What's going on, guys? My name is Rango Lee. Welcome to episode one of the Blessed Boda Show, the maiden voyage of the show. We're super excited. We're christening the ship. We're christening the season. And today's episode is going to be called Roots. It's my family near death escape from Vietnam. Dun dun dun. <laughs> Wait, 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 what's the that's explosion? That's oh, that's an explosion. Yeah, <laughs> it's serious, okay. right? Um, I want to introduce you to my co-host, the amazing, the exquisite Mylan fam. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Thank you, Rango. Hi, Rango. What's up? What's up? <laughs> so, um, let's see. Why is it important to do the show today? You know, we're, we're doing this to honor our forefathers, mainly my mom and dad, that risked so much for a better opportunity for their children. So, so this this episode and this season is going to be to honor, that's the word, honor, honor. Our, our our parents, my mom and dad. Uh, our parents. Your mom everyone. and dad. Yeah. You know, everyone that that uh, that took that chance. Yeah. You know, you know, bless boaters. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so that that that's yeah, what we're going to be. <laughs> bless boaters. Right? What, what, they do, what they do? They do that. They do. Uh, so they, this is like the sign that they do all the time now. It's called sarangé. It's like love, oh, love heart, you or love, love. Oh, yeah, love. It's a like heart. a little heart, you know. And everyone's doing it, you know. It's, it's, it's such a cute thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you like cute. that? Would you do, you do it? I did. I just. Did oh, it. you just did it. so cute. That's why we're doing this. We we you know we yeah. we we love. That's yes. why we're doing this. Yes, you know, yes. we don't have to be doing this. We, yeah. We're not even getting paid to do this. I know. So yeah, that's that's why we're doing it. We're kicking it off with. Our maiden voyage. So, Ringo, I want to know your story. You know, I've heard a little bit of it, but I want to know the depth of the story. You know, I want to know the details. Um, those are things that I've never experienced, and I would, I want to hear that story. Like I said, it shouldn't be forgotten, you know. Um, and, yeah, so why is it important for you to tell this story? And also, um, how did it all start? Yeah, well, let me paint the picture for for the audience. So, 1980, mm -hmm. South Vietnam just lost the war, mm -hmm. and the war had been going on for 20 years. It started in 1955 to 1975. Imagine a 20-year war. Yeah. And my family's from Rat Yat, it's a southern town in southern Vietnam, and we just lost the war. And what is Rat Yat known for? Sorry, I, I'm it, not too yeah, familiar. Yeah, yeah, Rat Yat is known for. It's, it's on the coast. It's, uh -huh. uh, if you look at a map, you see Vietnam, the very southern tip. It's, it's right kind of by the Cambodian border. Is it by it's, the water? It's on the water. Oh, it's on the water. It's okay, on the water. Okay, okay. And my dad was a uh, fishing boat captain. And and so we lost the war. My dad was in the army uh, for the south. Mm -hmm. and, Viet and America just fled. Like they fled Vietnam now. And they're, yeah. they left. They abandoned us. So now everyone in South Vietnam... You know, they're dealing with uh, the Viet Cong and, and all that and oppression. You know, people are getting thrown in jail. People are getting their homes taken. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's no food. And my mom, you know, I was one at the time. So my mom's just telling me the stories of how dire it is. And I can't even believe, like, we live in America. Yeah. Uh, I'm 42. I never experienced a war in the U.S. You yeah. know, we've gone, uh, the U.S. went to other places for a war, but we never experienced Imagine if there was a war, like, in our backyard for 20 years so now we know why like so many parents that went through it deal with like ptsd and yeah. they don't talk about this no. story that you know no. like your dad hardly ever talks about it right merely i've asked him a few times but like he doesn't give me details about it he just it's like question and answer like and it's a little blunt it, it brings up a lot of uh 
anger, you know, mm-hmm. sadness, fear. And so I can't even imagine like what our parents were going through. So now my mom and dad, you know, they see what's going on and then they feel that if we stayed there, you know, at the time there was four siblings. Me, I was one, my my brother John was three, my sister Jack was eight, and my sister Tuan was ten. Wow. And they saw where it was headed. We would stay in Ameri- in, in the in Vietnam. So they're like, everyone's leaving, everyone's fleeing. Uh, we gotta go. Uh-huh. You know, for a better opportunity for our kids. We gotta go. You yeah. know, we've been dealing with war for twenty years. We just lost the war. Things not looking better. We gotta go. Risk Man. everything and so go. Crazy. So at that point, they made the decision so my dad he was a small fishing boat captain we're talking about a small fishing boat like probably Mm -hmm. a five-person boat right Mm -hmm. and um that we would sell everything Mm -hmm. sell the little hut you know the moped and uh whatever jewelry we had we sell to get some gold and gasoline to to try to make it to a refugee camp so you guys went on his boat so we went on to his boat so the, this is the first voyage this is the first time my family tried to leave okay and we went in the middle of the night it was just six family members me and my four siblings my mom and dad and two of my dad's friends and they're oh. like 26 27 they're my dad mom and dad's age so the plan was to pick us all up take us to this little island oh. off of um, our hometown and it's just this abandoned island and leave us there for about three days. Oh, how, how did your dad know how to get to the island? He, he, he was a fisherman, so uh-huh. he knew like the waterways okay. and where the boats are and where the islands there's are. There's no compass or there's no like GPS where it's like, come, make a right turn. <laughs> you know, no, kind of no. thing. People Back gotta, then, that's why I'm like, it's so crazy because when you look at the water, it's just like, there's heard, there's no I heard they follow the North Star or something. That's at night though. How about yeah, in the right. morning? <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. know, but he, he knew where the island was. Yeah, okay. So he dropped us off with with food for three days and the plan was to drop us off he was going to go back to our town right yeah and pick up about 20 more people wow and so they can get enough gold jewelry gasoline food for the voyage journey to get to the refugee camp in thailand or malaysia that was the plan and those voyages took like a week to to seven to 14 days so they knew there is a refugee camp in thailand or malaysia yeah because this is right 19 through the grapevine 80 ish and so Everyone started fleeing in 1978. Okay. So that was three years after the war was over. People were like, you know, after they saw how bad it was, they're like, let's go. So everyone started leaving in 1978. Our family left in 1980. Okay. So I was about one and a half at the time. And so mm-hmm. we, so we're waiting on this island. Mm-hmm. And at nighttime, we would sleep up in the mountains, the hills, because yeah. uh, the Viet Cong would sometimes come with the island. They're going around looking for people that are escaping picking them up, taking them back to jail. We didn't want to get caught. So it was me, my mom, my two siblings, and and um, my dad's two friends up in the mountains, the jungle, waiting for my dad to come back. It's been like three or four days, and we don't see my dad. Wow. And so my mom, you know, we ran out of food, water. My mom's really worried. And so happened, we there was this elderly couple that lives on the island, uh-huh. and they were um, really old. They just, I guess, just lived, lived on there. an abandoned island. Yeah. And somehow they got wind that we were up there, and somehow that found us. And my mom wow. was freaking out. And so then they, they were really nice, though. Okay. So they said, hey, you know, there's kids here. It's dangerous. You guys are sleeping out at night. Why don't you guys come sleep in our hut in, so at nice. nighttime? That is so and nice. And then, Oof. I know, you know the, the kindness of strangers, right? Yeah. And in the daytime, you guys got to leave the hut because the Viet Cong do come on this island looking for people. So you guys go, go to hide up in the caves so and in the jungle. So they do know. 
they know. Okay, they know. They know. But they, you know, you, jungle's big. It's hard to find people. So that's what we did for about a week now. Mm-hmm. So my mom's still freaking out. Like, what happened to my dad? Why hasn't he came back in three days? <laughs> we thought he got caught. Or he left you guys. <laughs> bounced out. Don't I don't, who knows, don't know. right? Who knows? Like, so there's crazy. no cell phone back in the day. No, days. no. And so, and then, so I think my mom said, like, on the 11th or 12th day, um, some uh, some Viet Cong got onto the island. So oh, she saw man. the boat come on. And they were talking to the elderly couple and uh-huh. she thought that elderly couple was going to rat us out oh. and it's like hey you know they're up there yeah, and there's yeah. like six of them but she said no they didn't and then at night time uh the vicom they made a fire and then they ate then they searched around then they left oh, and so man. thank where god where did you guys hide like in the jungle my sister jackie said we hid in the caves too so oh like, yeah so man this is intense yeah it's like in the movies i just watched a movie like that last night actually <laughs> so imagine us like right we're, but you're living it not, you're living it's not it. the movies you know yeah but ran out of food water in sleeping cave. in caves it's like you know no tents we're not talking about it's like so glamping or anything but yeah so after about 10 days um we finally see my dad yeah. you know he pulls up and we're thinking he's with like 20 people we're ready to do yuk bing that yeah. means go on the journey to get to america right how do you guys see that like you guys are on top of the mountain i'm just trying to figure yeah, we out see, how you see you my see my mom said like we see down on the beach no what? we just look down on the <laughs> beach yeah. and we see you <laughs> know the, right through there, the jungle yeah, yeah 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 oh wow that's pretty yeah yeah but my dad showed up by himself okay so we're still relieved to see my dad because he gave us food and water yeah. after like 10 days. But Aww. my mom's like, what happened? Where's everybody at that? You know, we're supposed to bring the 20 people. We're supposed to go to try to get to the refugee camp now. Okay. And he said, my dad said, it's too dangerous. You know, oh. everybody that he was supposed to pick up, they're, they're talking too much. <gasps> the Viet Cong, they're kind of all over it. We, we, we got to abandon the mission. So what we're going to do is pick you up, take you guys back to our hometown and what? just figure it out. So no we, way. we got back on the boat. Just to go back home. Yeah, because he said it was too dangerous at the time. My mom said... Oh, my God. It was so... My, the two guys that were my dad's friends were yeah. so freaked out right when they saw our hometown. Yeah. And then we were kind of pulling up to the dock. They couldn't wait for us to get to the dock. They jumped out of the <laughs> water, <laughs> swim to, like, the dock to hide because they were so freaked out. And I mean, what, what... I don't get it. But yeah. anyways, yeah. Because <laughs> they were so scared, basically. But then jumping out of the water, going to the same place, I don't know. You know but I guess were, maybe people, they thought they were swimming instead of in, on the boat trying to escape. Maybe they thought the Vic was waiting on the shore or something. So then they're like, you know, let, me, oh, let me get out early okay, you know, okay, before yeah, yeah. I get caught when I get to the shore yeah. or something. So but, if you get caught in the boat they said oh you're escaping but if you get caught in the water oh you're just swimming <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and taking a bath swimming. and I, I don't even know what happened to those uh, guys. my parents didn't talk uh, about it makes it. sense now you know they would jump okay. out but yeah okay <laughs> so and so then fast forward then now it's too dangerous right we tried we attempted to go as a family uh-huh. it didn't work out so now my mom and dad made a plan let's let's split it up let's split up so my dad's gonna go first to america he's gonna take like 20 people mm-hmm. and the rest of us will stay behind in vietnam and he's gonna um and once he gets to america hopefully he's gonna sponsor us over mm-hmm. you know a year or two five years later whatever yeah so my mom and dad thought it was a good plan and that was the plan so he left so, he split. But, so you guys pretty much split yeah so he had a small fishing boat so but the plan also was that you know it cost money to go on these trips like mm-hmm. it, you can't just hop on a boat you need to bring gold jewelry f- you know food. gasoline food water yeah. so then there was a lot of people on the trip they they gave my dad half the gold up front they said here's the gold for the trip to get there mm-hmm. you know the and but then when they get to the u.s successfully they'll pay my mom the other half of the gold so she can take the rest of us so wow. we can pay for our journey wow so that was the plan 
So people just trust people with their gold and their stuff and not just run away with it and not do anything about it. I guess there was a code of honor or something, huh? Yeah, because here, man, people, you give somebody something, they're, they're gone. I don't know if they're going to come back. Yeah, I don't know, but money's <laughs> useless at the time, right? Yeah, Remember, yeah. Vin Vietnam, the, the economy collapsed, so money yeah. is useless. The only thing worth anything is gold and jewelry yeah. and gasoline. Yeah. Like, uh, so my <laughs> backstory was to make ends meet before we left on the journey. Yeah. Uh, my mom was selling gasoline underground to make ends meet Wait, or to feed the underground, family. Underground, underground, kind of like on the black market. Oh, the black market, okay. Because yeah, I at the underground, like I mean, yeah, like literally she's, underground. She's in a hole on the ground, yeah. like selling gasoline. Like, no, like yeah whatever yeah, i was literally thinking underground yeah uh, illegally illegally because at the time the Viet Cong they confiscated everything uh -huh. so anybody that wanted to buy gasoline had to buy it through them okay so but you know people still had like mopeds and boats and stuff yeah. they had to so my mom that's what her hustle was yeah my mom been hustling since like yeah. vietnam man yeah. like that's a sexy trait <laughs> <laughs> get into a dark alley like hey you got that, that but that's like courage and guts but confidence courage guts that's a sexy trait you gotta do something to survive feed yeah. your kids right you yeah. gotta i mean man i can't imagine so then their plan was to split up and go. So my dad, he, I remember my mom and dad told the story. My dad took these three boys with them. They uh -huh. didn't, their mom and dad couldn't go with them. And they were younger, like, I think like eight, 10 and 12 or something where they're, I don't even know why they sent these boys with my dad, but my dad said, Hey, I'll take care of them. Here's, here's half the gold and you make it to America. They ever make it to America. Then I'll give you the other half the gold. And, um, uh, so, so then my dad left. So then my mom's waiting around, waiting around, and we don't hear no no news of my dad. Like, did he make it? Yeah. You know, did he make it? Did he did it sink? Yeah. So after six months, my mom said, "Nah, can't, can't wait, wait no more. Oh, can't wow. wait for him. Everything's collapsing. Oh. You know, things are getting worse." So at that point, she sold everything, borrowed money from yeah. relatives, and she's like, "We're we're gonna go." on our own boating trip we're gonna get on a, the, another refugee boat from another boat captain and we're gonna try our chance to get to the refugee camp oh wow whoa her so, and three guys there's three of us well at, actually at the time there's four of us so yeah. my so my sister g told so my mom said you know you don't just you know wake up and go drive down <laughs> to the ferry dock in the middle of the day like you gotta hide yeah you, know, you, you gotta do. hide from bitcoin so yeah. she said we were hiding in the ditch at night because we had to travel to get to the dock. Oh, so we wow. hide in the ditch at night and like, because um, you couldn't travel in the in the in the daytime because you're gonna get seen. You got yeah. like bags and stuff. The Viet Cong know what's going on. They're trying to uh, prevent people from doing this stuff. Yeah. So, so then we we found a boat captain that would take us. So my mom gave him the gold. He said, "Hey, meet us here on this dock at this certain time. Well, I'll do my best to take you to America." My mom said, "Okay." So. So we got to the dock, the set time we were supposed to go. Yeah. And he bounced down on us. That boat bounced down no on us. The way. whole boat. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So you guys, but you guys did hop in the boat. Or no, did we didn't hop in oh. the boat. We got there and they left before. Without you, did us. you see them leave? No. We, my mom said by the time we got there, they left without us. Oh my. Because they changed their mind about bringing us because there's four kids. And, um, and I'm one and my brother's like three. <gasps> Can't believe you're one. I'm starving, you're probably there. crying. You, no, you're probably a good kid, though. I think you probably listen to your mom. You probably... <laughs> no, no, I was bad. My mom said I was no. hella yum yo. That Aww, means like uh, crybaby Vietnamese. <laughs> I, but you were one. I was hungry, dude. Hungry. Like I haven't probably got fed in like a couple days. Yeah. You know? But My during that time, she probably had breast milk, though. That's yeah. probably the, all they have. They couldn't bring Infamil or Similac with them. That's a lot of milk. 
Yeah. It, it's going to have to be the liquid gold. But, you know, actually, it was a blessing in disguise mm -hmm. because we heard later on that boat sunk. <gasps> and everybody on board died, oh. passed away, drowned in the water. See, so, when you see karma, you see how karma... Karma. Who knows? Karma, blessed from above. You know, it's... Uh, yeah, blessed. Yeah, that's true. You know, blessed there's a story above. why we're all here is to Man, tell the story still. That's so crazy. Yeah, so the boat didn't make it. Yeah, the boat didn't make it. So Good thank God we wasn't on, on that boat. Yeah. Or, or I, we wouldn't I've be doing it. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't be able to see you, going go. No. <laughs> I'm glad that it didn't happen. <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm yeah, here. yeah, you're here. So then um, after that, we're like, okay, let's go regroup, right? Yeah. We can't with the gold. We can't get on, man. It's, you know, this is our second attempt to try to escape from Vietnam. I can't even think about what my mom's going through. Oh, of like, man, we should just stay in America, in, in Vietnam, right? Yeah. So she, third attempt, she's like, okay, let me dig deep. Let me go borrow some more money. Let me sell more stuff, mm -hmm. sell more gasoline. Yeah. And let's let's get on this third boat. And, wow. And so we, we found a boat captain, and he arranged us for us to get on the boat. But then my mom got smart. Huh. She said... This time you're not <laughs> leaving me. So she said she slept on the dock the night before. Oh my so just so the boat doesn't leave her the next with day. With you guys. With us, yeah. With oh us. wow. And so it's a day of now. Uh. The moment of truth, right? Like we're really getting to go. <sighs> and and then which is interesting is my sister Ji Tung, she didn't want to go. But she was twelve at the time. Out of the four siblings, she was on the dock with my grandma and she didn't want to go. She's crying. She because she my sister Tung, my oldest sister, she was raised by my grandma mm -hmm. her whole life. My grandma and my grandpa. So basically, they were like her parents. Yeah. And so now we're splitting up and she can't abandon who raised her whole time, her whole life, basically. Right. It's because back in the days in Vietnam, you're so poor where it was normal for a grandparent to Good. take one of the siblings to help lighten the load of the rest of the si right. kids, right? For the So the mom and dad can go work and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So my sister was that. So last second, my sister stayed behind. Yeah. Um, so that's why. So then at that point, it was just me and my two other siblings. I got on the boat with my mom. And my mom had <laughs> told me a funny story where there was this auntie that was kind of she kind of knew that we're all leaving, but she didn't mm -hmm. have enough gold to get on the boat. Yeah. So she couldn't go. So she's just hanging out on the dock looking for an <laughs> opportunity. Right. And so we're all crossing like this, the beam to get onto the boat. Yeah. And my brother John fell in the water. Oh, <laughs> man. My brother John, Big John. We call him Big John. Oh, my god! Actually, he's not big no more. He's pretty buff these days. But <laughs> he's kind of bigger. So oh, uh, he fell in the water. And then the auntie jumped in the water oh, to wow. rescue him. And then so she pulled him out. And they're both like soaking wet. And at that point, the boat captain's like, fine. Everyone get on the boat. Oh like, you know, God. people are falling in the water. We got to go. Yeah. So the auntie got to get on the boat with she, us, but too. But she, she for the saved journey. John. She went in and saved John, though. So she is his savior. She is his so, savior. So, you know, it's good that she got on the boat because she saved his life. Yeah. And you know what? My mom said she's she was she had a, she had a daughter, but oh. she left behind her daughter. Wow. Um, just because there's an opportunity to get to America. She got to go. And she oh, hopped, took advantage of it. And so my mom said... Um, my mom had like four layers of clothes on mm -hmm. and i don't know why she had four <laughs> layers of clothes on. i know why it's cold at nighttime there's nowhere to pack it think about it like you're bringing minimal stuff she's yeah. packing you on her body probably right. at one yeah, year's old and me. where else i mean you only have two arms and you don't want to you want to pack lightly so yeah. you're gonna have to wear the clothes on your body she had four, four sets yeah. of clothes so she took one set off and <laughs> gave it to the auntie to dry off Aww. because you know and then gave john another set of clothes of and, then, and then we set sail did you guys know what happened to the daughter? I mean, she, obviously the mom went, the daughter is left behind. So yes. what happened to the daughter? The daughter, the mom 
made it to the U.S. Mm -hmm. and then she sponsors her daughter over oh, later on. Oh, her daughter married? I don't know if her daughter married, but she got to the U.S. Oh, though. okay, okay. I'm like, man, John <laughs> and the daughter should probably... I'm kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Because, <laughs> you know, there are stories like that where um, saviors, you know, like they... You know, things things happen. Weird. Fate and destiny. Guardian angels, you know. Yeah. Who knows? Like, you know, I don't know. My mom could have hopped in the water because there's yeah. two other kids and I'm one. She, and, you know, I don't even know my mom. I don't know how to swim. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, and that talks Dang. about opportunities in life, right? Yeah. Like, you know, the auntie wasn't, didn't know. She she, she, didn't she, know. she didn't have no money to get on the boat. She didn't have no yeah. gold. But she's hanging around for her opportunity. And, and it happened. Yeah. And, you know, and. She, he she, gave her that opportunity, you know. Uh, someone yeah, gave her that clumsy. opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was all set up. Okay, no. <laughs> it was all set up. She put a rock there. So John can go on. I'm Maybe. just kidding. But yeah, okay. So you guys set off. So we set off. So there's, there's, uh, my mom said it's a smaller boat because some of these boats had like two, three hundred people on the boat. Wow. We had like 25 people on the boat. Oh. So it's a smaller fishing boat. And, um, we set sail. We're trying to get to the refugee camp in Thailand or Malaysia. Okay. So uh, she said it's like the second day, and then all of a sudden, um, the local Viet Cong government boat found us and got on and, and stopped us in the water. The local Vietnam government, yes. So they got on the boat, and but then my mom knew them. So he was like, what? he he was kind of like a local neighborhood Viet Cong official. But he, was he but Viet Cong but he worked bad, right? They're, yeah. yeah, they're bad. They're supposed to they're going to take yeah, you back. Kidnap you, punish you. You know, torture you. Torture you, sink the boat, shoot yeah. you. Do whatever. So my mom said, "Hey, so he said, "Hey, listen, I could take all you guys back to jail right now, oh my but since you guys are from my village, I just need some gold and jewelry." Oh. So everybody like dug deep, you know, everyone always hides some jewelry and gold like yeah. in their shirt pocket or, you know, whatever, in whatever a bag or something. Yeah. And so they gave them whatever gold jewelry they had. And he said, OK, great. <laughs> I'm not going to I'm going to turn you guys in. You guys just go that That's way. It. it was right. that easy. It wasn't. It was, that was easy. So they were like, wow, wow dodge the bullet because my mom and a couple of friends knew him from the village. So oh. they're like, I'm not going to turn in my people from the village. Oh, man. So, so we're setting sail. And we dodged the first bullet. And then, and then it's like the third or fourth day, yeah. and then, then we encountered Thai pirates. Oh man! Thai pirates like Ooh. machine guns, AKs, forty sevens, no way, machetes. Yep. I, I've seen pictures when they talk about Thai pirates, you right. know, and people always talk about pi pirates. My mom talked about pirates. Yeah. She she was uh, she told me she was like super. That's one thing that she was the most afraid when she left. Right. Was um that as a woman. That she that was gonna happen and she was gonna get raped and killed. She would have just thrown her body over the water and died and drowned instead. But that was like the, one of the worst fears. I, I think that was the worst fear. Besides, I mean, it's up there with drowning. It's up there with starvation. You know, yeah. the Thai pirates—they were brutal. I mean, so no so what happened? So you, they you encountered the Thai pirates and so they then got, they got, they stopped the boat. They got onto our boat. There's like my sister and my mom. I remember my sister Jackie's six of the seven at the time so she can remember she said they looked really mean and <sighs> and uh they were demanding stuff yeah. they didn't understand what they were saying and then there was this man on our boat that was hiding his um gold he had oh. like a diamond or something and right when he saw them they hopped on the boat and he put the diamond in his mouth oh. and they saw him put the diamond in his mouth so they came over and beat him until oh. he like he spit out the diamond and then that straightened everybody on the boat like these guys mean oh. business like if you don't give them their gold or jewelry or whatever they want they're gonna kill us off yeah so then my mom said um you know another round of searches oh, and 
we gave all the gold jewelry whatever we had to the pirates mm -hmm. and everyone's freaking out like this is the worst case scenario yeah i mean I'm, uh, and and then we gave them everything and then they were satisfied with it oh they're satisfied so they, they had a good day they, had, they came <laughs> they up they had a good day <laughs> <laughs> they came up and then my mom said he was educated the the captain of uh. the pirates because he had glasses on so okay. then so he he was he was like just give me what i want and i won't kill and rape Aww. you but if you don't i'm gonna kill and ra rape you because yeah i need to make a living right they're trying mm. to take an take advantage of this opportunity yeah and so we gave him everything we had he was satisfied and by that time my mom said it's like seven eight days in the voyage and we ran out of food and water so then mm. the pirates were nice Really? They, they cooked as a, uh, a pot of stew. No a, a way. Fish stew. My mom said it. <laughs> I don't think anybody believed that the pirates saved you guys or <laughs> gave you guys food. Gave, oh, my gosh. They cooked as a pot of fish. Remember these pirates? There's two types of pirates, right? There's the the the, the ex inexperienced pirates like these guys. They were just ex-fishermen, Thai fishermen. And so they're just trying to come up, take advantage of opportunity. Thailand's okay. really poor too, right? Yeah. And then there's professional pirates. Like they're, those are, I'm getting tingles as I'm talking about them. Cause these were the killers, the oh, rapists. Yeah. And they would travel around like three or four boats. Like it was like a, a, a business for them to go get on boats and like, but and they didn't. Bad things. And they, yeah, those are the ones that raped uh, the women. Uh, oh, threw the kids in the water. So lucky. So, kidnapped women, took them back to Thailand, never seen again. Oh my god! So after a while, I know the Thailand government they they started this big law on um, piracy. Like, so these Thai pirates, the professional ones, they knew that if they sunk the boat yeah. and killed everybody on board and just took the women, that there's no witnesses. Oh. So later on, they can't be tried in court. So a lot of these professional Thai pirates, the mean ones, yeah. they would uh, they would be do really horrific things to the refugee boats. Oh man! And I heard there's a statistic that for every so eight hundred thousand people try to leave Vietnam, eight hundred thousand, uh -huh. only one out of every two made it. What? One out of every two made it. Oh, okay, so half. Half, half would okay, make it. Okay, half. And the reason why the other half they make it because of these these pirates. Pirates. St storms, drownings, um, getting caught by the Vietcong, starvation, all the other, all, all everything. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah. So, so we, you guys, so they cooked you stew. So they cooked oh, us fish stew. Nice, they nice, took nice our pirates. gold and jewelry. <laughs> they beat up one of the passengers. I'm sure they, oh, you know, man. looked at it. You know, and I, I actually, we're pretty blessed because my mom uh -huh. at the time she's 27 five feet 100 pounds but she's very beautiful my mom even mm. when she was younger she was very beautiful yeah at that point when the tire pirates were about to get on the boat yeah a lot of the women they started making themselves ugly <laughs> like they were putting grease on their on their face like cutting uh, their hair like you yeah. know just like trying to look dirty and ugly because yeah. you know you're less appealing to these pirates yeah you know? of course we would do that why wouldn't we yeah because you're trying to survive yeah worst thing that can happen is you know something like that i mean Dang, it's that's tough. so crazy. It's tough being a woman in the world. It is. As men, we're, we can deal with stuff too, but women, you got to deal with like rape and that's... But you know, there is more... I mean, it's not spoken of, but guys too now, you know, as things changed a bit, but you know, it's just not spoken of with men. Prison. Yeah, in prison. You see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, back then, yes, there's a huge thing about women, rape, all this, all the other stuff, so... Yeah. But it is tough being a woman, I gotta say, and so the expectations. <laughs> yeah, I, w I give it to you women, man. I, I'm so glad I'm a guy. I mean, yeah. man, just, you guys just deal with a lot of stuff. Just say thank you. <laughs> so I read this book just uh, a couple of days ago. It's called Where the Wind Leads. Uh -huh. So we'll have a, a link down below for the book. 
and it's written by this guy named Vin Chung. So he wrote his refugee story. Mm-hmm. And I thought my family's refugee story was like intense. crazy intense. His is even more intense where their boat got to Malaysia after like two weeks or something. Barely, mm-hmm. They got to Malaysia and they got invaded by Thai pirates and everything. And they got to Malaysia. Malaysia government was like, nah, you guys can't stay here. So then they marched them down the beach for like 10 days without, uh, with barely any food and water. Mm-hmm. And then after that, the Malaysian government, and I'm still mad at the Malaysian government for doing this, was they... Um, they said, hey, guys, uh, and there was like uh, 200 of them. Yeah. So they had they were on a big boat. They said, hey, guys, we're going to get you guys onto four boats. We're going to take you to a refugee camp off this island in Malaysia. Uh-huh. So you guys don't bring any food, water. You don't need to. It's only like an hour journey. And um, and you guys will get rescued by the U.S. or whatever when we get to the refugee camp. So they put these these uh, 200 people on four boats, so 50 boats a person, right? And the boats didn't work or anything. They didn't have engine, no water, food. And they're pulling them out to sea. Uh-huh. So by this big army Navy boat, uh, the Malaysian Navy boat's pulling these four boats by, by a rope to get out to sea. And they said it was supposed to be just an hour that yeah. they were getting pulled out, but it's, it was like 20, 20 hours they were getting pulled out. And they're like, dude, like, where are these guys pulling us? They said we're just going to the refugee camp that they're taking us. Yeah. And after 20 hours the malaysian government they cut the ropes and then they they took their ship back to shore and they left the four boats out there in the middle of the sea with no food no water stranded stranded and basically to kill them without anyone knowing oh my gosh and it it broke my heart when i heard that story What? what yeah that's crazy crazy our own Asian people, Malaysians are Asians, you <laughs> yeah. know. The same. But but like, why would you even? What? I mean, why would you even do that? Like, what's the purpose of it? You know what I mean? They they what felt they, they felt by this time, you know, tons of Vietnamese. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of Vietnamese have gone to their shore, yeah, used up their resources. Um, you know, they just it's kind of like what's happening now. You know what I mean? Like we're stopping the border. People are like oh. too many. Latin Americans are using up resources, you know, no more can come in. So they have to like make a, put a message out there. Like we mean business, like yeah. no more Vietnamese can come to our, our country. Dang. And, and after that, I don't want to tell yeah, what happened after yeah, that, yeah, but, that's not, that's but we're talking about there's kids, you know, yeah. older people and they, it's just cold, but that's what they were facing, you know? And that's yeah. what my, my mom and our family was facing. Yeah. Well, so, you, well, you said, okay, so I know we got a little off track, but then, after the beef stew thing, I'm just thinking like, what a happened chi- after chi- beef stew? Chicken stew, chicken stew. Oh, chicken stew, no, no, whatever. No, fish stew, fish stew. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Fish stew, that makes a little bit more sense, right? Because <laughs> it's more abundant. Yeah. But I mean, after the fish stew, that these awesome, sweet pirates, <laughs> Thai pirates, um, you know, the gave nice you. Ones. I mean, what happened after that? Did they help you go to a shore? So they pointed. Or? So they pointed. They said, "Hey, go that way." That, wow. That's so way they even to, navigated you. That's the way to get to the. Wow. Um, thailand refugee camp just go that way Aww. so we start s- set sail and by this time you know we're talking about 10 days in mm. no food and water uh they gave us w- that one uh big old big old stew fish stew but we already ate it mm. and um the boat's not working yeah. we're just drifting now and we don't see anything in sight oh you uh, just drift so how do you navigate a boat to its destination by this time we're just drifting because you we ran out of gasoline you guys don't row no i don't i don't i don't i was i don't i don't you're, you're so. one years old right man ocean's kind of <laughs> strong like you and know rowing true. you might as well just so it'll just drift to hopefully the destination yeah hopefully you'll land somewhere and then and then 
after like 10 days, we see in the distance a uh, Russian oil, oil, oil freight. Like it's mm. a big Russian boat that's carrying oil. Yeah. And it was like, you know, way in the distance. So we wave it down. It sees us. Thank God. And it's yeah. like the first boat we saw besides the, the Thailand refugee, uh, the Thailand pirate boat. Yeah. So we waved it down. It came over and they were nice Russians. Yeah. They, they let us up. Wow. So my mom and dad, my mom and sister remember us climbing like the, that rope ladder. Yeah. And then I was hanging on to like my mom, like in the back, like a monkey. <laughs> And she climbed up to the, the deck of the oh, man, uh, Russian boat. Oh, man, your mom is a soldier. soldier. Oh, she's tough. She is. Yeah. Like, a lot of moms are tough. And then, you know, they gave us uh, food, showers. Mm. Uh, my sister said uh, they took our clothes and then oh. they went and washed it for us and gave it back to us. That's so sweet. And then they took us to the refugee camp in Thailand. And that's wow. where our family, we made it. We made it to the refugee camp in Thailand. That's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how about, I mean, from the refugee camps, what was that like? My, you know, there's two big ones in Thailand and uh, we were there for six months. We got good news when we were there was oh. my dad was at the same refugee camp oh, and he made it too. And he left three months before us. Wow. Yeah. So he left to America, got sponsors. So he made it. So we didn't know he made it or not, but oh. then we found out he made it. So thank oh God. Oh my gosh. So we're so happy about that. And then now we're like, now it's just a matter of time before my dad can, spawn. can sponsor us over. Yeah. Did you guys have to do anything um, for sponsorship? Because I know that's quite a process, right? Because he would have to establish some kind of residency or. Yeah. So my, he had, we had an uncle in uh, Fort Smith, Arkansas. And mm -hmm. that's where we got sponsored to. And he sponsored my dad over. Uh -huh. And so I, I think that uncle was sponsored over by a Christian organization. Oh. You know, shout out to all the Christian organizations <laughs> doing good work in the world. Wow. And so then uh, that uncle, my dad, sponsored our family over. Because you have to have somebody that, that will be, re be responsible for you when you right. get to the U.S. Right, with, right. You know, driving you around, helping Correct. you with paperwork, getting yeah, your driver's license stuff. and yeah. stuff like that. So I remember my mom said the refugee camp wasn't that bad. You hear about yeah. some really crazy refugee camps. And yeah. my sister said it wasn't that bad because now we're like... You know, we got some, you know, one meal a day at least, yeah. you know, some clean water. And, but, you know, it's very More limited hiding resources. in claves yeah, or you're anything not gonna like die. that. You're not going to die. You're not going to die anymore, Well, And then my brother, <laughs> well. <laughs> my brother John, being the the, the, the rebel he was, he would escape, <laughs> escape the refugee camp like every day. Oh and gosh. go out into the village uh -huh. and the towns and yeah. like uh, steal food and come back into oh the refugee God. camp. He's the fun one food. in the family. He was. He, he was the interesting one. He's the interesting one. <laughs> Shout curious, out to John. yeah, curious. <laughs> I think the older ones tend to be a lot more curious. I'm, I was the really curious child in the family. Yeah. I got into a lot of trouble, like okay. not like trouble people, but like just like pulling out electric, electric outlets in the hospital, and you know putting the cars into gear and the car rolling into the water with my mom changing my brother in the back. Like what? I did, and like you know, no, like kid stuff. Like I was. Hold just, on, you started like putting neutral in the car road. Yeah, the I did. I was very curious. My mom was telling me I was very curious about you know, and I kept shifting the gear, and she was changing my brother's diapers in the back of the car. And my dad was outside on the beach, and the car started drifting, and my dad was running after the car because it was going to go into the water. And she just told me little things like that, you know, sticking keys in the outlets, you guys, like. Just plug up those outlets for the kids because if I did, I'm sure other kids did it. I stuck, I took their keys and stuck it in the like the electrical outlets, and it just 
Oh, my hand blew up. You and Black. Don would get along really good. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's that first, I think it's the first child curiosity thing. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I the mean, sense of adventure. Yeah. Yeah. I was just curious. Like, she said in, um, was it in, uh, it was, I don't know where it was, but I was in the hospital and they were in some kind of a doctor appointment. And I just, the whole entire hospital wiped out because I pulled out some electrical stuff. <laughs> and it just all wiped out black and just, Lucky you oh, didn't get gosh. kicked back, uh, get deported back to the Vietnam. But think <laughs> me, and I was like, "Are you sure that was the right kid?" Because I don't, I don't see myself like being that bad. Right. right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know. Right. So, uh, John, me is probably the same. CC. Right, John, you know, he's looking for opportunity. You know, he, John was a little bigger when he grew up, and he liked to eat. Mm -hmm. I'm sure the refugee camp didn't provide enough nutrients, so he went and took those opportunities. Yeah. I remember my mom said we could have went to Germany. Yeah. She said they were um, they were accepting refugees if somebody wow. wanted to go, and we could have got our first you know plane ticket out. But my mom said no, right. we're not going to Germany. <laughs> you know, and a lot of people took those opportunities even though they had family in the U.S. Yeah, you know, because this is your ticket. But she's like, we're waiting for my husband to take us to Aww. America. That. So we could be reunited. She's waiting for her <laughs> husband. Oh, that's so sweet. What a love story, huh? Mm, oh, I'm a sucker for a love story. And so, you know, I was really curious when you talked about refugee camps, okay? Yep. Because, um, like, <coughs> I've never experienced it, just heard about it. I mean, obviously, you were experiencing it yourself at age one. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, so I was just curious, do we still have refugee camps now? And I, so I did my research and did some Googling. And it was funny that you said Germany because let me read to you here what I found. Okay. Yep. yep. So, so I looked up refugee camps and I, for some reason, I couldn't find any more in Asia for some reason. Um, so I'm not sure if it still does exist. And because I, we, I know that we were in the Hong Kong refugee camp. Mm. So your family was a refugee family too. Oh, yeah. We were boaters too. Less boaters. <laughs> But yeah, we were boaters too. But again, um, their journeys are quite different. Um, my mom just left for, she was the youngest child of eight. And she left because she, she said that she loved my grandma and grandpa so much. And she was the only one taking care of them now because everyone got married off. And as she saw other people get married off, especially, you know, um, the daughters, there was no bright future. She felt like either they're going to get married, they leave the parents, no one take care of the parents, and my grandparents are going to be left alone all by themselves to just take care of themselves. So she said, um, I love grandma and grandpa so much. I just couldn't imagine getting married off and forgetting about them and having someone tell me that I can't come home and take care of my parents. You know, um, I have to do something and I have to create a better life for my parents. So she wasn't, she was doing it for her family too as the youngest daughter who was spoiled, had everything, don't, didn't even have, didn't have to cook. You know, she was just spoiled, you know, but yet um, she wanted to do it for her family. Um, so she, and we live right by the water too, where my mom's at. Where's your family from originally? Hawaii. Hawaii? Oh, right. right Hawaii. Right yes, we are. And um, I, because I went. Bumba Wei? Bumba Wei, yes. Yes, Bumba Wei, Ban Bail, Ban Uk, you know, Ban Bok Lop, all those good buns is from Hawaii. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And so um, she lives right by the water too. So um, it was really close um, to, to her. To get, yeah. But she hid it from my grandparents. Mm. My grandparents did not know. And my dad, uh, my grandpa was the, you know, in the temple there. He was like the very high rank. Mm. The person who took care of the temple and woke up every morning. And so he was very honorable in that village. 
Um, but you know, my mom, the way she is, you know, she's very strong-minded. She didn't tell my grandparents. Mm. Um, the, she set everything up and by herself, sneaky, sneaky. I don't know what she did. You know, she said I had to gather a whole bunch of stuff, money and all that stuff. I did it all by myself and I didn't know why I did not have any fear. I, in my heart, I had no fear that I was not going to make it. Mm. So I was like, what do you mean? You don't even know how to swim. Like, why would you jump on a boat? Right? She's like, I don't know. It was just inside of me. It's telling me that I'll be fine. And even when I went on the boat, I was not scared. You know? Great lady. Oh my gosh, I and, know. And, and, and as you're saying, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm sure at the time your mom was facing what my mom was facing. Yeah. Where, you know, they've been in through war for 20 years. There's, they see that there's no opportunities in Vietnam. Yeah. And, you know, one day she's going to have kids. You know, and she doesn't want her kids to be living in that situation. Yeah. So, you know, with and that's why America is so great. America, you know, if I was to make a country, I would I would choose people like your mom and my mom and my dad and all the refugees that left, you know, the, the brave people, the, yeah. that, that the risk takers, you know, just so they can have a better opportunities for their kids. Yeah. And that's what, what makes America great. All the, the immigrants and refugees yeah. that, that are here. You know? I agree. And, agree. Uh, like we don't have to worry about war we don't have to worry about starvation we don't have to worry about like you know the government coming in and just kidnapping us like we are so lucky because of those moments of our forefathers and our foremothers and and all those people that are so brave and and that's why this episode you know it's called uh it's all about roots it's all about respect Mm -hmm. you know we're here to honor everybody that Mm -hmm. that went before us for so we can have the lives we have now yeah and um Thank you. Thank you, mom and dad. (laughs) Thanks, mom and dad. I know. Thank Uh, you for everyone, you know, um, who took the risk. You know, as you can see, as we're talking, it's not just our parents, but it took like a crew, a team, like everyone to make it happen. So everyone on that boat, you know, had a fair share. The captain, everyone. Imagine if that captain, he wasn't responsible. You know what I mean? So that captain, very thankful for that captain that helped you guys. Yeah, shout out to the Because the other captain. one ran away, remember? First, <laughs> first, yeah, the first captain boat song. Yeah. Yeah. So, you and know, uh, it, definitely a team effort, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to close it out. Thanks for watching the show, listening to the episode. What do they have to look forward to next, se- next episode? I'm excited. Yeah, next episode, we're going to continue this, uh, the Roots episode, and it's going to be part two, and it's going to be our families getting to America you know, in in Fort Smith, Arkansas, growing up with chickens and, and <laughs> cornfields, and 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 then my family saved up enough to open a Chinese restaurant. And oh and, man, this is gonna be yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, and then having that fail, like it's gonna be dope. And then our, the beginnings. Then our times, you know, the, where we moved to Seattle and lived in the housing projects. And yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be dope. So t- tune in, <laughs> check out the next episode. Uh, you guys have a good one. Yeah. Sending messages up to heaven. Is it ready? In Hawaii. <laughs> up, 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 up. Mom, Dad, Ed's Dad. I 
hope you see our message. We love you. Hey, we have one. Happy birthday, Mom. All right, here, Richie and Kim next. Thank you all that you did for us. I love you, Eddie. Oh, wait, who was that first one you did? It was uh, Sandy.